Second, second time. time. Brilliant. All right. Brilliant. So, hi, everybody. For the second time, now I'm Kyle Wolf. And on the buttons today, we have Arslan. Hello. Hello. Hey, Arslan. So, what is the most awkward thing to happen to you this week? Other than what so, just happened now. <laughs> yeah. So, I was doing this podcast. <laughs> and we started it. And then... Yeah, and then I started having a lot of echoes, and now we're here. He's And, and he's a trained sound engineer, ladies and gentlemen, just to... Yeah, true professional. <laughs> so, yeah, very professional. So, what's this? Okay, you were going on we, before we got really interrupted by your handiwork, right? No, I think, yeah, <laughs> this just stopped it, my most yeah. embarrassing moment. Um, so, you went to Cirque du Soleil, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. I did. Okay, so what was awkward about the Cirque du Soleil? It wasn't awkward for me, but it was a secondhand awkwardness because one of the acts, he, uh, the very first guy, because you know they do the most insane circus in the world, mm -hmm. and literally the first guy, like they were jumping through like four hoops. Okay. And the very first guy doing the very first roll, he, he, he fucked up and just like <laughs> fell on the side. <laughs> Like, like really broke the magic, and I was just imagining how hard it was for him to go through the entire show. Like just imagine, oh, like, like the years intense, like the years of training that those dudes must go through, right? Like to fuck up so badly. Yeah. That's it. That's that's amazing. So what happened afterwards? Did they? Did he get up? Did yeah, he just do yeah, like they, a little? They, they kind of found their flow, but like it kind of broke a bit of the magic for me. We're just trying not to laugh for the rest of the show with my friend, just kind of imagining, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. All right, cool. But You've yeah. really sold that to me. Well yeah. done. Cool. Uh, Watch more before we before we bring on the before we introduce the guests, do you know what I like listening to other than just podcasts, Arslan? I like listening to podcasts that are rated five stars, right? So if you are listening to this on whatever platform, please rate this five stars. It really does help. Um, and to welcome our let's welcome our guest in the hot seat today. It's Mr. Yanis Cove. Hello. Hey. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So you run a podcast, right? I do. Yeah. Do you <laughs> experience things like we just experienced? Or yeah. Well, all of mine is recorded over Zoom as well, uh, so it's like even like. I constantly have like people dropping out and then like coming back. <laughs> so, so there'll be points in the middle. So I can't even film it because of that reason. I have to like, I can't release any of the film footage because it mm. would be like a weird cut in the middle of something. I'm going to shut you out for a second because your podcast is called Everybody's a Critic, right? Yeah, everyone's a Critic. Everyone's a Critic. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I, as you can tell. It's fine. There it's you fine. go. Everyone... I just want to make sure people find it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's a Critic. Yeah. And it's about you and you get a guest on yeah. and you, it's a great concept because you look at some review, some films which are may not have received the most love from critics, yeah. right? And you try to, and you or the guest, yeah. or both of you, try to find the good in the bad, yeah. right? Essentially, like they 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 find they they decide a movie that they love mm -hmm. that is that has terrible reviews, yeah, and then they like so it's below. I the the criteria I give is below forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Because like that seems to be like a weird cutoff point of like anything good is above that for some reason. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, like. But then like Rotten Tomatoes seems to have a thing of like sixty and above is actually technically good. But I don't know uh, why. I mean, Avatar got like ninety percent, and that yeah, was a it's lot ridiculous. Of shit. It's ridiculous. So like people will come on and defend a movie that they absolutely love that got panned by critics mm -hmm. essentially. So they they will like talk about. I've had. Uh, 
uh, was it called Showgirls? I've had Legally Blonde Two. Yeah. I've had like just so many like terrible reviewed movies. But then like occasionally you'll get something really good like Wet Hot American Summer that you're like, why did that get such a bad review? And then so it's actually really fun to watch. And but the thing is that got bad reviews, but it's developed such a cult following. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. And now that Netflix has got hold of got hold of the franchise, mm. it's now like everyone's they're making a lot of dollar off that. Yeah, yeah. And I hope they keep bringing it back because it's like every time they bring it back, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like the issue of Wet Hot American Summer, like that, it was because it just genuinely made no sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that was the beauty of it. It makes yeah. no sense. It's rude. It's vulgar. It's very much like a Porky's kind of style. Yeah. And I think the critics were just a bit American pied out yeah. to give it an adjective. Yeah, they just truly didn't know like what to expect of like that. That humor didn't wasn't wasn't fully like on board at that point. Mm. But now it's kind of like that humor is well m m much more in the mainstream now. Mm. So people tend to enjoy it a lot more. I okay. think. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Question: Have you seen Scooby Doo two yet? Scooby Doo two because you because no. you hadn't you famously because uh, not famously but like one of the <laughs> famously, yeah. one of the most recent episodes I do listen to the podcast right oh thank you but yeah it's all right um, you said that you haven't actually seen Scooby Doo two yet I haven't seen it still okay why not sir because every week I have to watch something new and then I just don't have the time okay <laughs> I would highly recommend Scooby Doo two Monsters Unleashed really <laughs> yes I would <laughs> well maybe you can come on and defend that I I've, I've already got a couple movies in mind really? so if I if if I do get invited on, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, happy, happy to have you on. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we've got an hour left of this, so we'll see how you feel. <laughs> yeah. um, so you are not just a stand-up comedian, right? You do sketch as well. Yeah, I do a little bit of sketch stuff, but it's mainly like the writing side of things. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, primarily I'm like an improviser, though. Okay. I would say. Like that's that's where like what I've done for like seven-ish years now, mm -hmm. just getting into stand-up little bit of sketch i wouldn't say like i'm a sketch performer or anything okay yeah all right um you studied uh okay we'll say improv so you did improv and yeah. you studied at upright citizens uh, upright citizens brigade yeah upright right. citizens brigade, yeah how did you find how first of all how did you even apply for that um so basically they they um they have uh, a system where well they had it doesn't exist anymore now but, um fantastic <laughs> great <laughs> they closed down basically I, I i applied to do the new york intensive classes which were were everything mm -hmm. that was would be spaced out over the course of eight weeks combined condensed into like a week of courses that sounds healthy <laughs> really <laughs> really six healthy. Hour, six hours a day of improv <laughs> oh god oh god that sounds i mean that sounds fun but my god oh it was the most exhausting thing like to, like and you must have had to sit through i'm not gonna ask you to name names obviously but you must have had to sit through some not good ones let's just say some because it can range it can even be really it can good range yes we i actually got very very lucky with who was on my course like everyone that's kind of on it has gone on to do like loads of good things from it okay um so like um one of them was caitlin kunkel okay. um so she's she is now she founded this um this like satire writing thing called the belladonnas i know i know yeah, of, yeah. so she founded that with alongside a few other people and like she's she's like a very very big writer now um then who else was on it uh i had heath miller who's like a an audio book god essentially like mm -hmm. he, he 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 is so funny and then he like goes on to do, he, he's but he also like does audiobooks recordings for like all these huge like sci-fi novels and everything okay people, cool people love him so like 
loads of people have gone on from that. There's like I've had musicians in there were music, musicians on that as well. There was like so many different things. Mad. It's just wild to like the talent that came out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. But it just I, sounds, I loved it. I can imagine, but it just was well, just it sounds like just really, really intense. Yeah. So basically like I got really lucky as well with the the teacher who's Brennan Lee Mulligan, who was, um, he then actually went on to do, um, he signed to College Humor right after that. And now he's uh, the D&D uh, person for them. So he like founded this D&D thing for them. And like, All right. he and now it's suddenly like in the mainstream because of him, essentially. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but like, literally he, he was, I was, we were like one of the last courses he taught before he moved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he like left imme like almost immediately after like, that. I like, became really successful. He's like, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> he like he um I, I'm just imagining a bit like Robin Williams in yeah. um what you call um what you call it? Ah, oh, what's the movie? Uh, my captain or captain? Oh, um, uh, uh, Dead Poets. Dead Poets Society. Like yeah. where he's just walking out and the rest of you are just like cry. Like yeah. everyone else is just crying <laughs> like tears or just joy or just yeah. exhaustion or whatever it is. <laughs> It was so, yeah, I like, because it was also such a weird thing of like, it was the first, for me, it was my first ever like improv experience at all. Really? Yeah. I'd never done anything. I just like wanted to take the chance on it because I, I I loved comedy and everything and mm. I just really wanted to get into it. And so I was like, oh, I'll take, I'll take this because so many people I love have come out of this. Mm. Um, so I'll apply to it and I, because um, I was going there anyway for like a holiday. I was like, oh, well, I might as well, exp might as well do this while I'm there. Mm. Um, so I did that and I got really lucky that I got all these great people out of it, but I was so inexperienced compared to like a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I noticed. Oh, that's fair enough though. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I thought like, I've, I was expecting like all of us to kind of be at the same level. And then like some people were like, oh no, I've been doing improv for four years. I just wanted to do a UCB course. <laughs> That's a bit like the guy at the stand-up comedy course who's already playing the yeah. Glee clubs on a regular basis. Exactly, yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but you know, <laughs> We you, all know people. We like all that. know people, yes, that's right. Um, so when did you get the love and the bug for performing? For performing... Uh, I would say I got it from that specifically. Okay. Like that's where it came from. Because I, I, originally I didn't want to do performing at all. I just wanted to do... Uh, I kind of wanted to do that as well to help with my writing. Because mm. I was I was like really into comedy writing and everything. And I was like doing little bits and pieces here and there. But I wasn't really getting anything out of it. And then I was like, well, if I do this, it might help with it. It might give me some new ideas. And like I can bounce off of other people as well that way. Uh, meet some new people and maybe write with them or something like that. And... I started doing it. I was like, this is actually really fun. And like, I could continue to do this. And then I did kept doing that for a few years. And then I was like, okay, well, why don't I try some, you know, like some, a little bit of stand up or something like that. Hmm. Did it once during a, a, a class where, not a class, um, a show where it was a, a thing of like, improvisers try and stand up for the first time and stand up try and improv for the first time. That sounds like a recipe for a wonderful disaster. <laughs> so we got three, there were three of us improvisers doing right. stand up for the first time and we all did like fairly okay. We got like a good reaction from the audience. The stand ups try and improv just froze on stage. Really? Yeah. Oh, they just God. had no idea what to do. And we had to like, so we got put in the scenes with them because like they, <laughs> and essentially they just like froze and like, Panic, like one of them, I just remember one of them like getting a chair, 
putting it at the back of the stage and sitting there <laughs> and just talking. And I was like, no, you got to kind of get involved in the scene. <laughs> That's not the yes and approach yeah, exactly. that, we, that, we've, that we've agreed on. Yeah. This is not a solitary work, you stupid, st you smelly stand-up. How dare you come back in the group and fail with the rest of us? Is that kind of how it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait, can, can I ask? You uh, may, yeah, you yeah, may, yeah. always. You know you can, hold on a you've been, you've been doing this for nearly a year now. You know that you can just interrupt me whenever you please, Arslan. Yeah. Come on. Is, speak, speak your truth. Come on. Is, is there like an improv scene, like a comedy scene? Yeah. In a sense, like you'd go and do like just tonight. Yeah, yeah. There is. There's. So basically, what will happen is either you're on an improv team and you'll go and like perform at different venues or something like that. Uh -huh. Or you will go to like an improv jam, which is where like you can just get up on stage and like join other people, but you'll, someone will be leading it essentially. Uh -huh. There'll be like a- So, a, so like you a, already have like, like, so you move with the team and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's so I'm, cool. I'm on a team called Comediation. So we like, mm. we go, kind of go about like all these different places and perform everywhere. But then we also have like a regular night at, a, at Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. So we like perform Ooh. there like once a month. So yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like a different... so interesting. Yeah, I didn't know there was a whole scene. With... Yeah, it's a big thing. So that when I first got into stand up, it was kind of a case of like, oh, I have to like, I've already done the improv scene of like going and meeting all these people and like getting yeah. this whole community around. Now I've got to do the same again with stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with the comedy writing that you started off with, was it for anything specific? Was it for TV or was it just for your own for your own mental health or sanity? <laughs> Uh, it was a little bit of like satire comedy writing so okay. like that's why another thing of like when I met Caitlin it was like oh this is great because I can kind of like work with her and like ask her for a little bit of advice because she already knows all this sort of stuff mm. about it so I was kind of just doing you know like submitting to places and like not like McSweeney's and like not getting anything because <laughs> McSweeney's <laughs> is like one of the hardest places to ever get a piece uh, accepted and uh, yep. the New Yorker I was never got anything there either <laughs> and then um so I was doing all of those sorts of things and just for like, basically just for fun, but like also I wanted to get something made in, yeah. in the long term. So like I went to school, I went to school for like film and television and I wanted to get, you know, like some kind of writing production, like some, some kind of writing made into a TV show or a film or something like that. Mm. But, you know, it wasn't happening. So I was like, okay, how can I just like help that process along and yeah. like also have a bit of fun while I'm doing it? Okay, that sounds cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. So I was going to talk about comedy. I was going to talk about comedy agents. I've done my homework on you. I've done oh, my homework nice. on you. <laughs> but, so we'll get into that now. So is there, I have to, please forgive me for being ignorant. Because I, right. um, I know that there's a black comedy scene. I know mm. there's a mainstream comedy scene. Is there a specific Asian comedy scene in yeah. the UK? Yeah, All right. there is. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about the stand-up scene, but I was talking to uh, Ishan Akbar the other day, and he was telling- Perhaps you've heard of him, Paul <laughs> 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 met Well, I knew him, I knew of him like online, and we were talking, and then, but then he like, he was doing a night called uh, Brown Source Comedy, which is a new- Yeah, night. Charlene Johan, shout out to yeah, you, girl. Yeah, Charlene, um, yeah. We, me and Charlene, we did Edinburgh together. Really? Yeah. Oh, me, nice. Me, Charlene, Duffy Connors, like, <laughs> we were the tick boxes. Um, <laughs> wonderfully reviewed, if no one, if just- There you go. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but we had, good, <laughs> we had good quotes from the review, and we can put on a post. Wait, you did it two, so she did Edinburgh two years ago. She's only been doing stand-up for like two years. Yeah, well. we, here's the thing, we started it, we started it together. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been stand up for two years as well then? No, she's been doing no, I've been doing it no, we she we both started in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, right. 
Uh, oh, so she counts it as two years because of the lockdown. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, you see, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not that humble. <laughs> <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> but yeah, um, so she, yeah, we both started in twenty in twenty eighteen. Right. I mean, I mean, I may have to. She may ask me to cut this out for competitions and stuff, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, most competitions now are saying like, oh, you can do it. Well, we're not counting the lockdown as like a time period. Oh, excellent. Good. <laughs> okay, we know it's got it out then. Brilliant. Fantastic. A lot of the competitions are saying that. <laughs> But yeah, we st we did it in twenty in we did a comedy course in twenty eighteen together. Oh, nice! And we were like the I think the only two out of um, twenty people who continued to do it. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> which is the way. What a good ratio! <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good course, and like yeah, she's great. So oh, nice. So you've worked with her, you've worked with her then? <laughs> uh, I have, well, kind of. I was like, I've done tech for her. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, at Two North Down because I work there, and she likes she does uh, she does the show there which is just it's like in two months into it now yeah um but yeah he was so basically ishan was doing um that he was headlining there the last i was going to say was he doing the middle the middle he got a five minute slot oh great <laughs> <laughs> no he did he was closing it and um he he was telling me about like the like the asian scene as well mm. and like how he's toured with them essentially like there's there's like a completely different scene where it'll just be like all Asian people show up in the audiences and everything just to go <laughs> come and watch everyone. Um, so that's the stand-up thing. In terms of improv, there's nothing really, and that's why we kind of founded our team because like we weren't. Basically, it was a it was a case of like to, to kind of shit on the scene a little bit. Can I curse? Do it. Can I swear? Do it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like. The diversity in improv is terrible, like way worse than stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> is that already... your version of swearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I already swore. That's why. I said. Did you? Oh. I said to shit on. Oh, to shit on. Ah, oh, I see. I don't even count that as a swear word. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, Some so people I... are like you can't say anything. Oh, I was like, ah, oh, dude, it's fine. I mean, like, yeah, you can do. So, be a sailor, my dude. Go on. This <laughs> <Right>. is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, like, there's there is nothing, and like, every team is just entirely white. Oh, great. <laughs> and you or you'll get like one person or something like that. And so so we were like, well, hang on, we have completely different experiences to all these other people. Yeah. Why don't we sign why, why don't we like my friend was uh, Bruce uh, Tang was like, let me start this team where we can like kind of collectively have a, bring our bring our experiences to it and like show showcase like a different style, mm. different experiences, different things that are happening and like People really took off on it and like loved it. And it, like before, prior to the pandemic, we were like really growing as a team, like <laughs> and getting like booked for like lots of different shows and everything. There was one show we were supposed to be booked for that Sadiq Khan was supposed to come to, ah. and then it got pulled because this was like March. 2020 <laughs> and it was like <laughs> did something happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, basically they were like, well. If the London mayor gets COVID, that's gonna look really bad, and especially for like, <laughs> especially for an Asian team to pop. <laughs> like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, maybe. So as okay, so that was at the start of everything yeah. going down. All right. Yeah. And so like we'd we'd been together for like only about six months at that point. Okay. <laughs> so like it grew really fast, and then suddenly like in the lockdown, we just had to do everything online, and just became like such a slog of like trying to book shows and like, do everything over. So I had to like learn how to use OBS to like record everything over there. And like uh, in the middle of shows, I was doing the tech work for that while I was oh, in God. the show, oh, like God. moving God. things around. <laughs> I was like, I can't keep doing this. I just want to go back to doing live performances again. <laughs> <laughs> so the, like, so how many online shows did you end up doing in the end? We must have done 
we did one a month I think and then like occasional stuff where we would drop in on like someone else's mm. thing so like I don't probably like 20 or something okay yeah what's the okay what could you could you give us could you say the what's your what's been your most um what's been your favorite or your most interactive well your most well received improv 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 gig I think that's what you call it yeah okay um oh we um Oh, we had one like right after the lockdown where we did um, we did one in a <laughs> so this is really weird, but we did one in like an outdoor theater sort of thing. Oh, like an amphitheater kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. it was like it was it was in the back of like someone's some like really rich person's house that we were like they were like, Yeah, you can use this <laughs> theater space. So basically <laughs> you were like the court jesters yeah. for the evening. <laughs> But it was a huge like venue. It was like a huge theater space, and then like all these. So we brought out like all these seats and everything. And we just mm. like chucked it online, and we'll uh, chuck the thing online to like be like, oh, you, if you want to buy tickets, you can come along. So we sold like we was, it was like, oh, we're not gonna. We probably won't even send anything because like nobody's gonna come out or whatever. Sold like three tickets, and then suddenly like the last day, it just like completely sold out. We're like, what? Right. Was... <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> Do you reckon that that may have been the person who owns the house, his staff? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it was just a bunch of random people that just showed up, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we we just want to come out and like, see some and, comedy." And hang on a sec. The ran the person who owned the house just allowed this. That's insane. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was in a, it was it was it's still a theater. They held they usually, oh. usually they hold like. Uh, like plays and stuff on the on the stage, but they were just like, yeah, you can have a comedy show there if you want. All right, okay. Like, <laughs> and then just, it just got like really good feedback. I'm just imagining like just a load of pe random people using this one dude's toilet, and then just <laughs> that <laughs> well, that was the other thing. The toilet was like a it was almost like an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Like a shed. Yeah, it was literally a shed. <laughs> oh, it was a shed God. that you would like open up and like other oh, there's a toilet there. So like oh. obviously like they have toilets inside, but like they were like, no, you're using that one. That is <laughs> that is so wonderful yet so disgusting. <laughs> I mean it was actually a nice toilet to be fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was better than most toilets yeah. that you could ever imagine. Yeah, but exactly. still, like how many people did you actually have in? Probably probably had like twenty five or thirty. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it was a decent number for like right after the pandemic that's yeah, it's decent yeah we weren't expecting anyone honestly like because we were like oh should we just pull it at three three sales or something <laughs> no damn it no doing an improv where there's like eight of us on stage to three people <laughs> um you could well you could have got the two the other three involved it could have just been well, that was i think that's what helped us as well we, we said oh you can do an improv jam as well if you want to join us and it's like some people came along and like joined us for like one section of the show. Okay. And like, I think it was like four people that wanted to get involved. So it wasn't, yeah, it was decent. Sweet. So, yeah. so is it a lot of, um, I know this is going to sound really beginner, but like, cause I did drama school as a, as a teenager, yeah. right? Do you do like a lot of park bench things to warm up? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. If we do a lot of that kind of stuff, but it's like more, we do. We try and mix it up so that we'll do like one one sort of game where it will be like a wordy sort of game. So we're trying to make sure we're getting out of our heads in terms of like speaking mm. and everything. And then we'll do one where it's very physical, so we're moving around and everything. Yeah. Uh, we'll do one where it's just listening to each other, that sort of thing. So mm. we're just trying to get like all the different components together, ready to perform the actual show. Okay. Do you, do you get hecklers? How'd you deal Surprisingly, with Surprisingly, no. No? <laughs> I really, I expected hecklers, but like the improv scene is very, is like the one thing about that's different about improv is like you get 
such a nice audience, no matter where you go. You don't get like <laughs> drunk hen nights. No, no, you really what? don't. Oh. Oh. It's so strange. Wow, that's I'm I'm very envious. Of you. <laughs> we only ha I've only had ever had like one person kind of try and give advice afterwards as well. <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard! I know. <laughs> only one. Yeah. Only and that one. was after our first Bethnal Green show. Oh <laughs> God! Was it? What? Please. What was the advice? Come they, no, it wasn't even for me. It was. Um, but they were giving it to you anyway. No, <laughs> they, it was me and stuff. In fact, it wasn't even. No, it wasn't even for the improviser. It was just for the, to the stand-up that was there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was yeah. for the stand-up. Like who? Yeah. Who? Tell me afterwards who who the yeah. stand-up was. That, <laughs> she was just like, "What is this person talking about?" <laughs> we were both just like, we were trying to have a conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, Put a time out and to cut that to cut that scene out to cut that out but yeah she probably won't even mind to be honest yeah. <laughs> no i want to keep all my relationships good like, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, but wow well of course it was to the of course it was to the stand-up and of course they're going to give advice and get but it was a male a boy a guy no it was a woman a woman giving it to yeah okay yeah. wow <laughs> that is all right gender stereotypes completely erased she was okay. basically like you need to be less filthy and we were like um no no <laughs> like why because she's a woman yeah oh Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so what? how have you found like the improv world compared to the stand-up world? Because you, mm. I think you're start, from what you told me, you're starting to dip your toe in a little bit now. Yeah, I've only just world. started really dipping my toe in the last, well, again, since like the pandemic. Well, I did I did like a couple of shows prior to it and then I like mm. properly getting into it now. Okay. Um, I, it's, I'm in this weird weird thing where like i already know everyone kind of in the scene now because because i've been working at two north down and mm -hmm. 21 soho i mean this lucky experience of like i i already know the kind of like comedians that are ab above my level anyway so they're mm. kind of inviting me to do these shows yeah which is lucky <laughs> uh and they trust me enough because they know i've got like a little bit of experience in some kind of comedy capacity <laughs> so like i don't i haven't really been doing like the the open mic sort of scene okay yet, which i already know what I, I know prior to this was like <sighs> it, it, kind of exhausting <laughs> it can be yeah it can be yeah um i don't know it's it's very different i'm fine when i'm on stage doing stand-up I'm much more reserved, I'm finding. Okay. And in my head about things because I'm like doing my I'm doing something that I've pre written. Mm. And right. like I I just started the Soho Theatre Comedy Labs thing yesterday. Oh, brilliant. Is it um, Alison still doing it? No, it's oh. uh, Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. So literally they were they were they were saying to me like basically you we're, do, we're doing this you you're gonna find your voice while will help you find your voice basically while doing yeah. this is it so, the is it the um comedy lab plus yeah. one is it yeah. yeah brilliant it's a very good, it. very good course like yeah um i had alison thayer scott nice. as my as our teacher great um fantastic improv she does so improv. funny yeah just wonderful wonderful human being mm. um and yeah and have they started bringing in a load of guests speakers not, not yeah it was yesterday was the first time oh, so, but dude yeah. you got so i'm so <laughs> jealous because i wish i was in your position to just get all the advice i know i'm again. so i'm so excited well what advice would you give then what advice would i give yeah um i would say um take on board what they say mm. obviously like the writing techniques and stuff and the stage present stuff but 
end of the day, it's remember it is you on it is you on stage. Yeah. Um, and it is like just listen to the listen to the audience, listen to the, listen to the audience. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> also, ne never bring first date. Oh, oh my would... God! Yes. <laughs> Wait, have you done that? Uh, no, not I haven't, but I had friends who do it. I think uh, that's funny yeah. thing. I can't think of anything <laughs> like, worse. Imagine yeah. bombing yes. on the first day. <laughs> oh God, I've seen so like I could name so many names. So I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is, yeah. I and I, also maybe um, just uh, do you know what? Get onto Murph Control. Murph Control. Murph Control. Um, okay. Book with them because they'll get you up and down the country doing stand up. Oh, nice! So amazing. I mean, you'll be gigging in like Yarmouth and other places, which may not have seen a person of our complex, may not be used <laughs> yeah. to people of our yeah. complex before. <laughs> but it gets you out there, and yeah. you know, what? most of the people out there who are doing it are quite lovely. So nice. Yeah, and um, Martin Westgate is now the main booker, and he also oh, cool. does humor comedy. So um, shout out to him. So yeah, just get on, yeah, get in touch with him. Get nice. in touch with um. Oh, what do you call it? Jeff Whiting, okay. who does um, booking for Merck Control as well. Oh, amazing. So, um, those are the only two people that I can actually... <laughs> <laughs> um, and just don't really be... Just don't be afraid to do new stuff and fail, really. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing like people saying I have advantage an advantage of coming in through an improv background is that mm. I'm, I've already, like... I don't really care about failing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm fine with bombing and like that doesn't bother me at all. I'm, okay. So I'm used to like doing bits that I do, I'm used to like doing a five minute thing that goes absolutely nowhere and you just move on and do something else. <laughs> I'm looking to do some improv. Oh, yeah. I'm looking to do an improv. I'm looking to do an improv course this year. What improv courses did you take and mm. which ones would you recommend? Um, so I've done stuff with. UCB and then so I did the first two levels there then you can't do anything beyond that but I don't know if they you might be able to do the LA one still I don't know if they're still doing it at the moment but you like if you really wanted to do a UCB course mm. like that you you're in good hands there um second city as well if you want to again if you want to go to America and do something that, yeah that's really good second city is amazing for stuff um here um the FA are probably the best ones to go with. Okay. Uh, Alison Thea Scott comes through that. Yeah. Um, they they teach a lot of stuff. I've never actually done courses through them, but they do like kind of the best, mm. most, I'd say they do like the more, the, they take that American style, and but they've adapted it for the UK. And it's still, I would say the style they do is the most fun. Mm. Um, Hoopla do, um, I've done a lot of stuff with them. They do more of like um, it's a completely different style to that, mm. but it's more grounded and structured and everything. So if you like that sort of thing, then that's the way to go for them. Okay. Um, it's more relationship-based scenes, that sort of thing, uh, as opposed to like wacky sort of stuff. Uh, I like wacky, man. So I, yeah, I know yeah. stand-ups tend to prefer. Like, I think for stand-ups. Going through the FA is probably the best way. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna try. What's the main difference between US and UK improv style? Ah, oh, you're getting good asking yeah. questions. No, like, oh my god! No, I'm just generally curious <laughs> I, I about like this. this. It's so sick. Like, I think the US style is a lot faster paced. Uh, you're fought, you. Right. So you're like, you you go into a scene. You're immediately trying to find the weird thing about the scene so you can keep going with it and heighten it and like the, what they turn to say heighten and then like you keep 
focusing in on this like one weird thing and that's the what they call the game of the scene right so you're like doing this weird thing and so it'd be like um oh um kyle mentioned something about uh how he used to live on a ufo like 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 he says that or something like that and then so you're focusing on that and that's why would he say that that's weird so uh, is he an alien or is he actually like a human that believes he used to live on a ufo or something like that so you focus on that and alien hide. straight up yeah you're an alien <laughs> <laughs> so you do that and you just keep going from there whereas the uk style would be like we are discussing this and discussing like getting to the heart of why you truly believe that mm. um and it'll be slower grounded Oh, that sounds pain. It's more I, like a play. Yeah, I mean, I, li I like the idea. I mean, maybe later on, but at the moment, wackiness is where. I think the wackiness is more fun. Okay. Yeah, I've always had more fun doing those that style. All right, okay. I'll take your word for it, and I'm going to have a look. Mm. Have you done improv before? No, oh. but uh, that sounds so so much fun. Yeah, mm. I definitely recommend yeah. it. Again, like, if you go to, like, an improv jam or something like that, if you find one of them, like, th that's a good, like, way to just try it out for the first time and see if you... I I wouldn't say it's like the most the the most like it, I wouldn't say it's like something you will experience all the time when you're doing improv so it's not the the best way to like take it at, for face va at face value for that mm. but it's a good way to like get on stage and try it for the first time okay yeah mm. I kind of like the fact that it's like with teams or like with friends are you already yeah exactly yeah you kind of build it, it's really <laughs> easy to build a community in improv as well because you all like you'll end up, you'll do a course with the, a group of people and you'll be like, oh, we, should we form a practice team hmm. uh, before we before we get to the end of the course? Let's form a practice team uh, so we can do the show all together and we'll be good at it and everything. So like you're practicing in your free time and everything. So it's really fun. Hmm. All right. So let's get to the meeting two veg of, why, of yeah. what we came in to talk about. Um, a little show, which you may have heard of, uh, Staff Let's Flats hmm. was, your was your choice. Yeah. So what made you choose this? <laughs> so basically I'm... I'm also like half Greek, uh, if you can tell from my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's about a North North London Greek Cypriot family essentially. Yeah. But, uh, that that runs an estate agency. I also used to work in an estate agency. Okay. <laughs> so, in North London as well. Where about? Well, Finchley Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So like everyone, everything about this show is like so, so everything about me is if i feel so connected to this show have you <laughs> met characters like the characters in the show oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> the, so the dad in the show um he is just the complete archetype of like what a greek dad is like <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> he, he's exactly what you think like everything about him is spot on mm. to like what what the greek dads are like and like the way he responds to the way he talks to the kids yeah and the way he talks to everyone else in there it's just like he just reminds me of my granddad what like he will tr like they like because he treats well whatever the daughter does yeah even if she even if she does something really stupid yeah it's, like, it's fine princess it's, yeah it's fine princess it's fine but if the son does something stupid you're an idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also like at the same time like he'll he shows love for them in like the in the weirdest ways like yeah like he's not he, he's not affectionate as such with like <laughs> but, he really is not affectionate. <laughs> but that's how they that's how greek parents like show their love okay <laughs> fair enough it's really fun it's so accurate really okay um i found it re i 
Uh, okay, first of all, it's written by Jamie Theanapol. I can't get his name. Uh, Jamie Demetrio. Jamie, De- Jamie Demetrio, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie De- Yeah, Jamie Demetrio. Um, because it's oh, because it's staff Theanapol. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jamie Demetrio wrote it, and it's also he stars in it with his sister. Yeah. Nat- Natasha. Yeah, that, yeah. Natasha Demetrio. Um, and I didn't know that until obviously reading the credits. But oh, that's, that's um, that's. <laughs> That's really great to see their dynamic on the screen. Oh yeah, they truly love each other, and they're like, they're, yeah. they are both so so talented as well, it's so funny, and it's just like, <laughs> well, how does so much comedy come out of like one family? <laughs> um, it's kind of weird because I watched it. I, I I'd never seen this until mm. you. I knew about it, but yeah. I'd never seen it until you suggested it, and I was mm. like, okay, this actually gives me a reason to sit down and watch this. And yeah. I watched the first episode, and I thought, okay, this is good. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit. Not on the hype train mm. yet, yeah. Because the hype train is very much real for this show. So oh let, yeah. So let me just like continue on. Mm. Oh my god, it is <laughs> one. It is so. It just one. It just ups itself every yeah. single time. Yeah. What what episodes did you? So you saw the first season. Yeah. Of it. What is what are the episodes in there that you? Cause I'm trying to remember like what you, we were saying like which happens in which happens in which order. Yeah. Everything I was saying to you before. I so you said you got up to. Are we? Can we spoil things? Oh, we can. Yeah, it's been about three years. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, then. So you said you got up to the point where uh, Julie, where Julian Julian becomes, becomes, becomes the manager. Yeah, and it's takes the, over as the manager because it's the dad's but it's the dad's birthday. Yeah, and um, Jay, um, staff and what Carol have gone in have gone in for the in, have gone yeah. in for the interview, and they are basically just slacking each other off. Yeah, essentially, and they bring in <laughs> poor Al to, <laughs> to say who's who's who. To see who'd be the better who'd be the better match. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, that's great. It's a great thing. And I think the and the episode before that, I believe, was where they were um given they were given a letting to do and they had the old people come up to try and clear, to come out and try to clear the garden. Oh yeah. And then they end up like setting fire to the whole yes. house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's it's I don't know. It's like they try and keep. There's some parts that are just like normal things, and then there's some yeah. parts that are so ridiculous. Like, I just love that scene though when the ha- when the house is burned, right? Yeah. And he's trying to and um, stuff is trying to deflect yeah. from the fact that he's burned the whole house down. Yeah, and he's just and um, what's her name? The sister has got has just kind of has knocked something over, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, Dad, look what she did. She's so stupid. Look yeah. at <laughs> look at her. Isn't she an idiot? Yeah." <laughs> I just love the way he talks as well. Like it's so, it's like that's how all Greek people talk when they come over <laughs> here as well. <laughs> it's just like the weird, like slightly off say phrases that he uses for yeah. everything. <laughs> but it's so reflective of like a, a person. Like it's, it's my uncle kind of talks like that sometimes. What stat? What, what like, how yeah, stat? It will say things like stat like, sometimes. <laughs> And he's like he's been here for like forty five years or something. But, but like you never really get rid. Well, from what I've seen, you don't really get rid of the dialect, do you? No. Like, and that's cool, man. Yeah. That's that's what makes North London what it is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting though because I was watching the show, right? And I used to live around the corner from where they were filming. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, where did I, they actually film it? They filmed it in Edgware. Oh, nice. Um, so like that Chinese takeaway used to be my local. Amazing. Yeah. And the shop <laughs> um, still, and I think the shop, the outside of the shop. Um, I can't remember what it, it. I think it might actually be an estate agent. Well, 
<laughs> it might actually I don't know that for sure actually but that, uh, yeah, that used to be my local Chinese day. oh wow well. I was like oh my god that is nice <laughs> that's a really nice touch <laughs> so it's everything everything they film around that area most of the things they film around that area and I think they at one point did go past the house I used to live in well. which was like, like, <laughs> oh if only I was there a few a few years later that would have been cool um, so what uh, so when did you start watching it and was it like did you start watching it from the beginning? No, or? I didn't know anything about it until series two. Mm -hmm. where it was they were, they like just brought out series two, and people were talking about it kind of, and I was like, oh, I recognise these two people. I've seen them in a few other things. Yeah. Um, and I saw I think I saw a clip of it. I was like, oh, this is funny. Um, let me watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then I like started at the beginning. I was like. Oh no, this is great. Yeah. I just like watched the whole thing in one day. <laughs> Cause I was like, this is yeah, this is exactly my kind of humor. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. Like, how would you like getting the pigeon out of the house? <laughs> like just like out. he just didn't seem like he's he's just completely oblivious to yeah. all the mess that he's yeah. making. And I'm just like, <laughs> This is exactly what I would be like yeah. if I had to try and get a pigeon out yeah. of the house, just breaking everything <laughs> and just being like, yeah, can you pay me now, please? <laughs> I, I just remember like when I worked at the estate agents and there, were, there was any kind of problems or anything, I didn't, I just, I felt in his position as well. I felt like, I don't know what, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't know what to do. I don't know. I remember my, my brother used to, also used to work at the estate agents as well, but like this was, he, he worked there full time. I was like a part-time sort of person like every Saturday or something like that hmm. but like he, he told me this story of like when he showed up to a flat and there was a giant dead rat in the bath oh. and he was just like what do I even do was that, in a, was that in a viewing? no okay no. okay <laughs> thankfully <laughs> <laughs> he got called out to it I think and there was just he was oh. just like what do I even do here oh god <laughs> What did he do there? I think he had to get a huge shoebox or something. Oh no! Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! No! And I won't. I won't name the estate agent. So. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. But your brother did the Lord's work there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that is disgusting. <laughs> uh, where do you think? Like, obviously, you're a bit. You're further ahead than I am, right? In the show, because you're. Oh yeah, there's a lot that's happened since you've seen. Yeah, it. yeah, say, yeah. Um. Do you think there's been a lot of growth with the characters? Yes, that's very, very much so. Yeah. Um, I don't want to tell you why, because, well, there's, I'll tell you like stuff that's, that, that has caused growth, but I don't want to tell you like the specific, yeah. some specific things, because okay. they're huge spoilers for a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, Stath definitely grows throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Sophie and Al do a lot as well. Um, yeah, I would say, in fact, they all they all kind of do in some way, mm. um, and that's really rare for a sitcom. It is. They kind of they they're very good at kind of including everyone into it mm. in some kind of capacity where they're all they all feel like they're involved equally mm. to me. And it's like it's you don't necessarily see that. You'll see like an A plot and a B plot or something like that. But with this, it kind of feels like they're all together. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, I'm I'm really looking forward to just continue watching this. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those shows that you can have on. It's going to sound like I'm really, like, it's going to sound like I'm cutting it down when I'm really not. Mm. It's a show that you can literally just put on 
and do like do your ironing exactly do your ironing yeah. too yeah and that's not a, that's not to cut it down no but no it is not just, at all it is that kind of show which you can yeah. like, sit down kind of zone out to or do something with yeah. and not have to and just appreciate it and it will wash over you yeah. and you'll love it yeah absolutely and then like the two of them uh, the two brothers the brother and sister Natasha and Jamie mm. they've gone on to do so many things from this as well like Jamie's now starring in uh, this new uh, like Apple TV Plus show um, The After Party which just, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, managed to see it yet it just came out this weekend and He's so funny in it. Again, he's, he's like he's like almost stealing the show with there's like a huge cast of like all these American comedians and everything. But he's like in the background, kind of stealing the moment, stealing. Cool. And then Natasha's gone on to be in uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And she's the highlight for everyone as well. <laughs> <laughs> is she kind of playing like a similar character, or is she playing? A... No. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. Very different. That's cool. That's really cool because like you kind of think that. Especially with women, female for female comedic actors, yeah, they do get kind of typecast into that one yeah. into that one role. But it's great that they've allowed her. I'm not seeing what we do in the shadows mm. yet. Forgive me, but um, it's great that they've allowed her to do something different. And I'll yeah. definitely, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, I will say with the after party though, he's kind of the same as Stath. Okay, that's fine. But I wonder if that's why they cut. I, I think that's probably why they like picked him to be that mm. role and like it's his first like american role or whatever i think yeah. that's why he's kind of been taken for that i just hope he doesn't get typecast into that role because i feel like he can do a lot more okay well he might start writing his own things called jamie, yeah or jamie dimitri yeah that'd be cool well he, here's the other thing about it they, i saw an interview like two days ago where he's mm. talking about deathless flats and he says without giving anything away he says like he doesn't know if it will ever come back now is that was that the Radio Times interview? Maybe I don't know. I read it on the Radio Times. I read uh, that on the Radio Times too. <laughs> he doesn't know if it will come back now. Yeah, but I kind of understand because like the great thing about British sitcoms is that it's usually a three and out, thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or a four maximum. Yeah. Unless you're my family and you go on until <laughs> God not until too far from for like eleven. I don't years, even, 11, Yeah. Eleven years. <laughs> so eleven years. I got that. Yeah. Eleven years. Eleven years. Wow. Right. That's so much. It is a lot. Yeah. Um, but they do a lot of them do the smart thing and do a three and out, a yeah. three and out, and it doesn't overdo it. Yeah, and you, you get to the point where like you get to your peak and you never like drop or drop off from there. Yeah, I can see like where they leave it at the end of this. I can see, because even when I was watching it at the time, I was like, oh, this would be a good place to end it. Even though I don't want it to end. Yeah, this would be this would be a good place to end it. So I think that I. I can see them coming back for like maybe a special or something, but I don't. Or a movie think, or something. Yeah, I don't think they'll come back for another series. Okay, that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, we're allowed to let things just. Yeah, like, we're allowed to let things just like. Yeah. Like rest quietly. It's not going to die. People yeah. are still going to watch it. Yeah. Just let it rest. Have you ever, have you ever seen Freaks and Geeks? Yes. I have oh, seen I it. Love yeah. it. That's uh, one of my. That's favorite. the most bittersweet that I it know. Just, it finished. Yeah. It's, but again, yeah. that's another thing that like. Even though it's the one one series and it got cancelled or whatever, that ending could be like it does feel like yeah, a proper so ending. Yeah. So sometimes it is better to just yeah because they 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 were lucky and they knew they knew that it was gonna be cancelled, so they were like, oh, let's have this ending. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, like the, America does this weird thing though, like where some shows do really badly, so they think they're gonna get cancelled, yeah. but then they just continue on yeah. and on. So like I remember Parks and Rec, mm. they used to say like, oh my God, this is the season, this is it. Yeah. Got, like, so they'd end every almost every season, yeah. or they plan to end every season, yeah. like, and have that be the last one. Same with Community as well. Yeah, they did.
But um, the one thing I think Mike Shaw learned from Parks and Rec mm -hmm. is that uh, when he took he took it to the good place and he was like, okay, we're gonna have this uh, contained thing of like four series and out. We know where we're gonna end. We know there's the start. This is the end. We know how it's gonna get there. This is what we're doing and we're out. Mm. So he didn't want to overdo it. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, he's a fantastic yeah. writer. Like yeah. him. Um, if let's say we live in a parallel universe, right? right. Stuff. Let's because I usually ask the question, "How would you remake? How would you remake the show?" <laughs> we can't remake the show really at this point because it's potentially still it's potentially still going. True. How if you had if it didn't exist mm -hmm. and you were given the job of writing on if you were given the job of writing something about your estate agent life and right. it became up to something very similar <laughs> to Staff Let's Flats, how would you do it? Um, I would, I hate to say it, but I'd want to do it in the, in the same way, same sort of way, like where I like the idea, I, I truly, truly think the character is so perfectly placed mm. into that world that I'd want to continue, I'd want that to be, it's sort of like my, my way into it. Okay. Um, I would love to play that sort of character as well. It's, I... Playing the lo like a lovable idiot that thinks they're really smart <laughs> is the most fun, and you ever have on stage when you're doing improv. I always I that's my favorite character to play, and so I think I would want to keep him as, at least. I would want. Mm, I think I would. I think I would do more. If I was going to do, it, I would do more estate agent mishaps than they kind of do later on okay because it kind of moves away from there a little bit um so they have like more right relationship based stuff but yeah i'd want i'd want more like stuff sort of like around the estate agents to see see what would happen there okay that's how i would kind of go into it all right would you yeah. keep the same types of characters i would keep staff definitely i think i would keep the family yeah i might change up Maybe Carol. Okay. Maybe I, I like Carol and Dean though. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say I'd change them up, but like, I do like them. <laughs> Dean's great. Like he, I, well. I, re I really hope Dean gets a little bit more to do in the next season because his lines, right? <laughs> like he, it's he's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> he just does not want to be there at all. Yeah. Like, but he's he's a man that clearly has had dreams and yeah. hopes, <laughs> and they've for whatever reason they've just not been able to meet them. <laughs> I and relate to him most. That was my experience when I was working at this. It's just like, that's how I felt. <laughs> just like, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> I, I've got to say, at this point, Al is my favorite character. Nice. <laughs> like, he's just, he's um, he's definitely more educated than staff. <laughs> but he is just so, like, if anything, he's the he's the biggest idiot there. Yeah. Have you Have you found out yet where he lives? He lives in Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> he, mean, he commutes. <laughs> he commutes from Birmingham. He gets a bus in every morning and then goes over on a bus home every day to Birmingham. Because, because, the, because the, the houses are so much cheaper there. <laughs> have you, oh, no. You ha There's some characters you haven't met yet. You haven't met Chem yet, have you? Who? Chem. You haven't seen Chem yet? No, not oh, met Chem yet. God, Chem. Chem's only in it for like a little bit, but he is the most ridiculous funny character is that the guy is does nick who does nick muhammad play 
No, he plays just he plays like another estate agent. Ah, he plays like a not a rival as such, but like just another estate agent. Another one, yeah, okay, different place. He's got <laughs> he's he's got his own estate agents, and he just goes around like introducing himself. Uh, so there's, can I can I tell you about one episode without like spoiling too much? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, go on then. It's like there's one <laughs> there's one thing where it's like the estate agent awards. And he's like this. And Nick Mohammed has set this up to like meet other people, basically, to meet all the other estate agents. And he like hands out these awards for each. <laughs> and so they all go there to, for that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'm just, I'm so looking forward to getting into the second and third series of this. One of the things I don't really want it to end though. I know. It's one of the things I like. I know. I know it's it's, bit, it's really bittersweet, but like yeah. it feel it feels right. Okay. All right. So. If you had to pick, who's your favorite character and why? It's still, it has to be Stath. Fair. Like, I can't, like, he he just epitomizes everything that I love about, like, my Greek culture and everything. <laughs> but, like, but then, like, based, like, North London Greeks are truly the funniest people <laughs> to me. <laughs> they're, so, they're so ridiculous, but I love them so much. And, like, <laughs> I just, like, I. I don't relate to him at all, but <laughs> he's, like, what, he's like watching him. Is that right? What's that? He's like watching him. Yeah, I just love him. He's so funny. He's such a sweet person. He, just, he means well completely, but he's such a lovable idiot. <laughs> I've got to say, for me, um, Staff is second mm. to Al. I love Al as well because he, he's Al's just so naive and so sweet, yeah. and I just like you just want to like. I basically just want to. Cuddle him and make him sort make tell him that everything's gonna be all right. I know. <laughs> but then he has his moments, right? Yeah. Where he will flip out. Oh, and yeah. there is a rage in that man. Oh, there's, yeah, there's absolutely a rage in that man. Like <laughs> But then again, commuting from Birmingham every day will do that to you. <laughs> so what what are your predictions for what will happen then? I think that um I think that Al and his current girlfriend are gonna remain together. Okay. Um, despite, and then there's going to be a war. There's going to be a war they won't they with, so with the with Alan with Alan the sister. Yeah. But I think that they'll keep hinting that it's going to happen, saying that it wants to happen, mm. but none of them will ever actually move forward with it. That's just my. That's my. That's one of my predictions. Okay. Um, I think that staff will move. It, and I think staff may. Deflect to another, deflect to another agency for part of a, for part of for part of one of the series is okay, and put him up against it. That'll put him up against his family. I'm thinking that Carol and Dean might have a one night thing, but then um, staff uh, and and staff will get and staff will get jealous of this, even though he because um, he still thinks he's he still thinks that he's in with that he's sort of in a relationship with Carol, even though it's just a one night thing. And Dean will just be like, yeah, whatever, man, innit? <laughs> Dean will just stay the same, no matter what happens. <laughs> um, and the dad, I think, the dad, he will... He's never going to retire. He's never going to retire. <laughs> and I think that Julian will be... I think Julian will use... Um, he's just basically going to be a mole for other estate, for other estate agents, Right. Um, and that's why he's in with <laughs> that's why he's moved in with that's why he's got a job there that's my predictions I cannot wait for you to watch it now okay. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's great. That is that is a podcast. We're bang on three o'clock. Nice, sick. Um, look into that camera there and say where people can find you. Uh, you can find which camera am I looking this at? One. Oh, this one here. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you, I thought you pointed at the TV for no. some reason. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ycove, Y C O V E. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Yanis Cove. Um, and look up my podcast, Everyone's a Critic, on every platform. We'll put a, <laughs> I'll put a link to that in the description. Thank you. It's all right, man. All right. Arsene, you good? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for having Do you want to plug yourself? Come on, I've never given you... In fact, you've been doing this for how long? I've never actually given you a chance to plug your <laughs> oh, socials. Come uh, it's, all, it's all right. But it's uh, on Instagram, just Slanner, S-L-A-N-N-E-R. He has some beautiful photos on there. No, I've got to say. He does some you. very scenic, very... Can I yeah. have a look? Yeah. Nice. All right. Thank you. Cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that. Oh, thanks, dude. That was yeah, great. Oh, genuinely had a great, genuinely had a great time with that. Nice. I was good. That was really fun. I was gonna pick.